The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm Frank Morano. We are moments away from the man that knows space better than anybody and the man with the best voice in all of radio, Dr. Sky. So if you have questions about anything related to space or the stars, you could start queuing up right now with your questions. 800-848-WABC. That's 800-848-9222. But let's talk about something else that comes from the sky, and that is snow. Snow days in New York City are now a thing of the past, according to the New York City school's chancellor. David Banks, the school's chancellor, was on Good Day New York yesterday, and he said that going forward, bad weather will not cancel learning. Instead, New York City students will have to shift to remote learning. So from now on, on snow days or days when the school buildings are closed due to emer- due to an emergency, all students and families should plan on participating in remote learning. New York City obviously had their first day of school this week, and the first days that schools are closed are scheduled to be September 26th and September 27th. By law, students must attend class 180 days. By switching to remote learning, On bad weather days, it makes it easier for schools to meet the mandate. Now, I have mixed feelings about this because on the one hand, of course, given the amount of schooling that's been done by remote learning, when you have an option for remote learning, when there's a pinch, if uh, the technology is there, if the infrastructure is there, why shouldn't students have to suffer through a day of school like the rest of us, right? Why should we fall short a day of school and risk going beneath that 180-day threshold? On the other hand, I also remember what it was like as a student in New York City public schools to get a snow day, which was very rare when I was growing up. It's much more common now. And it was the equivalent as a 10-year-old of winning the lotto. It was the greatest thing in the world. Additionally, as a practical concern, you know, you had to go out and shovel snow. You had to go out and shovel your pathway, your neighbor's pathway, a whole bunch of the other pathways in the uh, in the neighborhood. So I have mixed feelings about this. I think the Chancellor David Banks is probably right, but I am kind of sympathetic to where children and parents fall on this. It was so much fun to have a snow day. It was an unexpected bonus. I don't know. Uh, There's an aspect of it that uh, I think is taking away an element of childhood. That being said, it's probably the right decision. I'm not sure what you think. Your space questions straight ahead. 800-848-WABC. Beam me up. To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. Today's the first day of school for New York City public school children. And yesterday, ahead of the first day of New York City public school, the city council passed a formal resolution urging Mayor Eric Adams to restore hundreds of millions of dollars cut from school budgets. Now, the thing that's amazing about this is two things. One, keep in mind that the only reason these budget cuts to schools happen is because the city council passed them in the first place. The city council voted for it. The mayor signed the bill. So now the city council is passing a non-binding resolution. So they're passing a non 
binding resolution to oppose something they voted on, that they passed. So this non-binding resolution is not going to force Mayor Adams or the administration to do anything. It certainly doesn't incre- it certainly doesn't force them to increase school funding. This is the same city council that has the statutory power to control the city budget. If they wanted to, they could have restored the funding on their own. They approved the very budget that contains the cuts and now they have voted on a non-binding resolution opposing the very same cuts they enacted. This has got to be a first even for New York City government. This is Absolutely preposterous. This is what happens when you have a whole bunch of grandstanding politicians rushing to get media coverage and to placate the teachers union. Some of you may remember that uh, this fight over these minuscule education funding cuts actually wound up in court and the courts sided with the plaintiff, the mayor's people appealed and uh, the appellate division said, no, 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 you can't go to court to undo the work of the legislature and the mayor. This is absolutely absurd that the city council would actually go through a vote on a non-binding resolution like this with a straight face. They are the legislature. They control the budget. If they want to restore the funding, they should restore the funding. What you're really seeing here is a legislature that is trying to have it both ways. They're trying to placate the teachers union and placate the public by saying, you see, we tried to restore those funding cuts when in actuality they have the power to restore those funding cuts, which, again, they made in the first place and they're choosing not to. Don't be fooled by this. This is more window dressing by politicians. Beam me up. To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. Obviously, I think you know if you listen to this program that I live in Staten Island. What you may not know is that most people that live in Staten Island end up moving to New Jersey, usually to Manalapan or Marlboro. If you're Jewish, you usually move to Marlboro. If you are Gentile, you usually move to Manalapan. So whenever I see a story involving one of those two communities, Manalapan or Marlboro, that uh, piques my interest. And so it is with Manalapan resident Kyle Mullen. Kyle Mullen always had the natural drive and talent that made success look easy. 24 years old, on the California coast in January, he was trying to be a Navy SEAL, and he was participating in the Navy SEAL's punishing selection course in the best shape of his life. Even better than when he was a state champion defensive end in high school or the captain of the football team at Yale. But by the middle of the course's third week, which is a continual gut punch of physical and mental hardship. It's why they call it Hell Week. The SEALs themselves call it Hell Week. This six-foot-four-inch athlete from Manalapan was dead-eyed with exhaustion, riddled with infection, and coughing up blood from lungs that were so full of fluid that others who were there said later that he sounded like he was gargling. Now, the course began with 210 men. By the middle of Hell Week, 189 had quit or been brought down by injury. But Seaman Mullen kept on slogging for days, spitting blood up the entire time. The instructors and medics conducting the course, they didn't stop him. They let him keep going, and he made it. And when he struggled out of the cold ocean at the end of Hell Week, SEAL leaders shook his hand, gave him a pizza, and told him to get some rest. 
Then he went back to his barracks and laid down on the floor. A few hours later, his heart stopped beating and he died. That same afternoon, another man who survived Hell Week had to be intubated. Two more were hospitalized that evening. Now, the SEALs have faced criticism for decades, both from outsiders and their own Navy leadership. And now there is an investigation into the SEALs selection practices. Since 1953, at least 11 men have died. I recognize that we want to make it tough to be a Navy SEAL. I recognize that these are the best of the best, and we want guys that are tough doing this sort of work. That being said, if we're having people die as part of these SEALs tests, maybe we need to reconsider what we're doing. To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. One more hour to go. Do not even think of touching that radio dial. I must say, uh, the more I see from our police commissioner, Keechan Sewell, here in New York City, the more I'm impressed with her. I realize that might be a surprising thing to say about someone that's presiding over a city while crime is going up. But I thought her messaging this week was right on the money, including the remarks that she made yesterday. Essentially what she said in an op-ed in the New York Daily News is that repeat offenders have taken advantage of the sweeping criminal justice reforms enacted here in New York State in 2020. She says in this op-ed that the, and I'm going to link to this on my Facebook page, and you can read it at facebook.com slash moranofan. She says that the few criminals exploit the reforms which are meant for first-time, low-level offenders, allowing repeat offenders back on the streets, and she's asking for the loophole to be closed. Now, she's stepping into, and she knows she's stepping into it, she's stepping into a controversial political debate over bail reform and other reform measures that were enacted by the state legislature. She writes that this year, according to police data, 3,120 people were arrested with guns in New York City. That is the most since 1995. I think she's exactly right. These laws are being exploited by, I hate to use the term, recidivist thugs. I am a criminal justice reformer. I am a guy that has been saying for years there are too many people in prison. I am a guy that supported uh, Donald Trump's First Step Act because I thought there were way too many nonviolent drug offenders in prison and I wanted them out of prison. Those are the people that I want to help. And these are not the people that Keechan Sewell is talking about. The people that Commissioner Sewell is talking about are these criminals who are out of jail, basically on a loophole. And I think the state legislature would be wise to plug these loopholes and reform these reforms. As Commissioner Bratton said yesterday, On the Cats at Night show, 2018 was the safest year in the history of New York City. That's not long ago. If only we could do something to go back in time to the year 2018. I think what we're hearing from Commissioner Sewell is an important first step. Beam me up! To be continued. 